Either way, you're the asshole in this situation, Jared. Unfortunately, that's how it's that's how it feels, bro. Right. Yeah. I feel like the like uh, unless I just go along with it happily, I'm an asshole right. for not wanting a dog. Well, you, I mean, look, man, this was this was my dad. Uh, pretty six. So this yeah, was my well, dad seven seven years ago after we lost our dog. Uh, I feel kind of bad now. My mom and and I both kind of guilted him into yeah. getting another dog. You know, but same thing. You know, uh, he said I don't want to deal with you know all the all the work. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, you know, not that my mom my mom does do a lot. You know, she cleans up after the dog. As she's literally cleaning 80, right, right now. <laughs> 80, 90 percent of the time, I would say. You know, yeah. she really does. Um, yeah. And and I try to help when I can. You know, but I I also do think the dog is good for my dad. Gets him up, gets sure, him moving. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my dad. For our listeners out there, my dad is retired, so otherwise, you know, he he really has no reason to get off the couch. You know, he yeah, can, he takes her for walks, and right? Stuff, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but that's that's interesting though, man. And I just know no you're, offense to your dad, of right. course, but I don't. I feel like I don't need a, a dog at this point to keep me healthy. Right. Like, I need to. Right. I need. I need more motivation. You need. You need, you at, need at you age. to keep you healthy yeah. right now. <laughs> right. Or maybe a good mentor. You know. Maybe. That's true. That's maybe. that's a very good point. But you know, maybe. maybe getting a dog will make you become a good mentor because you're kind mm. of the parent for that. But see, dude, I think you know what I think this is though. Just to go back to the dog thing, I think this might be uh, your partner looks at you as a long-term like like maybe even if you don't want to get married like a long like you don't get a dog with someone if you don't want to be with that person for a while at least at least the friends of mine who have had dogs with their girlfriends and i hate to say this because i'm not trying to project this on you at all jared but most of my guy friends who had dogs with a girlfriend they're now their exes um (laughs) and, and then that adds another layer of complexity you know, do you give them the dog? Do you keep the dog? Do you do you she joint could, custody a dog? You know, dog. Sh- yeah. Okay. Oh, I know, I know that. Yeah, with you, that'd be an easy one. But. I mean, I'm gonna be. And then at that, I mean, at that point, it'll probably be sad to see the dog go. Well, sure. Like I'm not just gonna be, like, happy about it. But. Right. Right. Uh, not that I'm planning for for the eventual breakups, uh, <laughs> custody right. of the dog conversation. Right. But I'm just not saying that that's it, what I've seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy stuff, man. It's crazy stuff. Ooh, I, ooh, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised that I actually surprised that you don't want a dog. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I guess it makes sense. I it, your love. Life, I love you're realistic. Dogs. Right. Your life really isn't conducive to it. Right. And I love dogs you can't even, more than like, anything. It's, you but. struggle with normal relationships because <laughs> of how much you, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you travel. Let alone. Right. Uh, a, right. A, a well, dog. And, and that's the thing. Like a lot of my good friends are all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I really could count on my hand the amount of good friends I have in Michigan. It's less than yeah, 10. same. I'm yeah. the same. Yeah, and and but you know, I think the reason why people also get dogs uh, is for companionship. Mm-hmm. You know, there is something, and, and look, maybe if I lived alone and I I had my own place here, ask me in a couple of years, Jared, because hopefully in a couple of years, unless I still want to live this travel lifestyle, hopefully in a couple of years, I would like to have a place mm-hmm. and be have a like more a home base, quote unquote, settled. Right, and I think at that point it would be good to have a dog, also for protection purposes. I would get a bigger dog than mm. what my parents have. I would actually like to get kind of a goofy, also goofy dog like a basset hound. I would like to get a bloodhound. <laughs> a bloodhound. That's a basset hound with longer legs, basically. Like a tall basset hound? Yeah. It's got the long ears yeah, still, yeah. kind of droopy, has that Those get really bark. big, don't they? I mean, yeah, they can get upwards of, I think, probably at least 80 to 100 pounds. Okay. Would be my guess. My parents' dog is about 50, 60 pounds. Wait, a basset hound. 
Those aren't the ones like uh, that are so big that they can sit down on a sofa like a. That's like, a mastiff. A basset hound's what we have. No way. What, what's the one you said? Sorry. Bloodhound. 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 Oh, excuse mm-hmm. me. No, no, not a yeah. mastiff though. Mastiff are the one. giant ones. Oh, a great Dane is one. Yeah. I'm oh, those are huge. Yeah. yeah. Those are huge. But a lot of those bigger dogs don't live as long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, bloodhounds, I think, can live to be about ten to thirteen somewhere on there. I like the idea of like a like a medium sized dog. I do mm-hmm. like the idea of uh, of a dog. That would keep me kind of active. Not something that's like a, not like a, you know, beagles seem like fun, mm-hmm. but aren't they like super hyperactive? They are actually, yeah, and they can be pretty loud. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, bar- they bark a lot. Right. Yeah, like, bassets can too, but Prudy's fairly quiet. She doesn't bark yeah, a ton, except she just barked a, b- a bit earlier. I did, yeah. She, yeah, I don't know what she was barking at. <laughs> it's usually food related. It's usually my dad's making something in the kitchen, and she'll sit right by him. And of and with me, if she barks, sometimes I'll give her a table scrap. But with me, if she barks, I won't give her anything. Right. I'll look at her and I'll be like, "Well, now you're not getting anything." Yeah, so. you can, yeah, you can't always give them something. You know, there right. has to be some sort of right work involved. Yeah, for um, sure. Well, anyways, dude, should we actually get this? Uh, we've been talking for a while, sure. but let's actually <laughs> seventeen minutes and let's sure, cue that dude. cue that music and. Yeah, yeah, let's start it. Let's get this. Thing but that was that started. was really exciting news, though. I'm keep me posted and see because I'm curious if you'll actually get a dog. If you won't, at this point, it's just uh, it just feels like how long can I? La- yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a month. A month. A month. That's nothing. I'm gonna give you a month. I hope it's longer than a month. I, it probably will be, but I'm, we'll see. We'll see. Oh man, pets are great though. They are great. We got our own little pets right now because we are recording on the porch today. Got some birds fighting over the remaining bird seed in the little, I don't even know what you call that, jarred, the little crate, a little bird seed cage. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 222. I believe, right? Sounds about right. Anyways, we are talking today about mentors, why you should have a mentor, why it's important, um, what types of mentors Jared and I have. Maybe we don't have any, um, but I think I think uh, a mentor, there is more than just having a person who is like a leader or a guide. I think there's many ways you can seek out mentorship, especially nowadays with the uh, beauty of the internet. There's a lot of different options out there for um, you know meeting new people, learning from them, having them teach you, um, guide you, and act as a mentor. So we're uh, looking forward today to exploring some aspects. Um, I also want to talk a little bit too about myself as a mentor, as a, as a teacher. I think we are mentors in some ways, so we'll explore explore that a bit today as well. So without further ado, my partner in crime, my good buddy, what's going on, Jared? Hello, hello. As of yesterday, or actually a couple of days ago, we're also um, podcasting mentors. Um, oh, yep. <laughs> oh, I would say you you kind of are. You know, she actually, so someone asked me for some podcast advice, how you get this whole thing going, how you build up a mighty audience of tens of people around the uh, world. <laughs> And um, I was explaining. Hey, tens are better than zeros. And then, dude, I, I'm so I'm I'm the worst. So she asked me about. She's like, so what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, it's I, I'm like, oh, it's called the you know untranslatable podcast. You know, we we talk about gotta plug you know, that shit, like, dog. Plug it and stuff, and then we just ramble about you know other other what stuff other, whatever. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why am I now put on the spot? Now I got to give my elevator pitch. Um, you gotta get like a succinct two three sentences because that's what people ask mm. me about it sometimes and I'm like I usually just tell them yeah it's a it's a 
podcast about culture, language, and travel, and sometimes teaching. Boom. You know what I tell them? I tell them, listen. And then I tell Find them, once you listen, yourself. you'll understand what the magic is all about. You know, mm. then what you'll want to do is spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram, mm. Untranslatable Good Podcast. Call. You're going to want to follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Numero uno. Uh, you know, <laughs> please. That's Russian for please. You'll really enjoy it. Also, you know, obviously. We really do appreciate those uh, five-star reviews on, on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, they're great. They're really great. Um, and, okay, thank you for also emailing us, by the way, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. I've been getting all your emails. And, yes, Chad and I will, will replace Ellen on the Ellen Show. <laughs> We've decided that... Uh, what, that what, was that, what was that about? I saw online that... Uh, there was a petition to have Eric Andre replace yeah. Ellen, and he oh my he God. had that hilarious Photoshop of him with like the yep. Ellen hair. Yep. <laughs> he he is something else, dude. He is hilarious. His he, show, the Eric Andre show, is wild. I mean, he's got he he's he's great. He's great, and and he's really he's really like um, I don't know. He's he's really still going. Like he's still going, mm. and it's it's cool to see him still sort of uh, keep up. Have you same. seen his Netflix special? No, I haven't. It is hilarious. When did it come out? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, I'll check it's it out. It's really funny. Really, um, really funny. So the Ellen thing is that, um, well, first of all, I mean, e- even I've heard, but like everyone, like there's there's just these always these rumors going around that uh, Ellen's kind of an asshole, like especially to her staff and stuff. Like I, I've even heard that before. Oh, have, heard, have you heard yeah, that before? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that she's not a, really a fun person to be around and that... Right. Um, she's super moody, like apparently cries yeah, really she's easy. Got, and she's kind of, you know, she, you know, she's got like some of those, you know, like, you know, really picky, like, like knee... I don't, I can't, I don't know any... Author, but like, you know, like where it's like, you know, don't she's come like into my... You know, don't right. come into my office... I always do that. <laughs> don't come into. Honestly, I thought someone was walking up behind us. I, would I got, was wondering what that I was. I got terrified too. for a second. Oh man, the ghost <laughs> drops, dude. The ghost drops. Um, and she like she has like you know don't don't come around me wearing this or something. That's just a random example. One I, don't know I read on true. Twitter. One I read on Twitter, which is crazy. Which though, on on one hand, it's really crazy, Jared. But on the other. Um, I kind of get where she's coming from a little mm, bit. Okay. <laughs> which is uh, apparently, if you quote unquote, she has a very sensitive nose, and if you smell oh, bad, oh yes, she'll yes. send your ass home, and you got to go shower, put on some deodorant. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think there's a nice way that? to tell somebody <laughs> that you're smelly. There's just no Chad nice way. Chad respects that. He's like, I wish, I wish I was that confident. But at the same time, like, <laughs> trust me, dude. Like, I've, I work out. You know, I've, I've smelled myself. I can yeah. get smelly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there were times in China when, like, I made sure I wore lots of deodorant because I was teaching in the summer. And dude, you should have seen my teaching clothes. Like, it looked like I had like ran a marathon. It was nasty. Were you ever so bad that you? Um I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a situation where I feel like I need to leave the scene of the scene because you were so smelly. Yeah, me since either. like high school, right. like I've, I've, I've definitely had it in high school, where you know maybe like young in my high school days, you forget to put on deodorant and you don't realize how bad you can smell right. at, as a child. Right. I don't know, but um, that went back to a dark place. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but I think that um, I don't know. I, I get why you kind of respect that. But do you think it's appropriate to tell your uh, subordinate to go home and clean yourself? You disgust me. 
Well, see, that's the issue. That's okay. the issue. Yeah, I, I, I respect the, <laughs> I respect the fact that yeah, no one wants to be around. But there smelly is something people. to like yeah. being being nice and saying that to your friend. Like you, like if your friend has has bad breath, if you're a true friend, right. theoretically, you would tell them, "Listen, bro, we're out in public. Your breath smells bad. Go to Have CVS you, around the corner. Right. Go take care of that." Have you heard of? I don't remember if it's called the the, the like thirty second rule or what it is. But basically, this rule is Jared. If some if someone has something wrong with them that can be fixed quickly, like hmm. your breath smells, you you know chew a piece of gum, you know use some mouthwash, right? Uh, you have something in your teeth, right? Something that can be fixed quickly, mm-hmm. you should point out to somebody, right? Oh, sure, but, sure. But if it's but if it's something like you know you are overweight <laughs> or you are, I don't know, you you look like a clown because of your well. I don't know if you if your if it's makeup stuff. I wonder I'm if that's staying out of it. Right. I mean, I wouldn't tell somebody <laughs> that either. But but anyways, if it was something ridiculous. But I get what you're saying. Right. Right. I don't think you can really you fix some makeup on the sticking out of your pants somehow. You know, <laughs> or I like the classic on the on the end shoe. Of your shoe. Right. Which exactly. I've actually seen before. Oh, me too. Um, it's always kind of funny. I've seen it on an airplane, and I'm like, hey, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Well, we're right. not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Ellen, anyways, we were talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Ellen. So part of it was just that she's an asshole. And I think that that's pretty well known. And it's like at some point, you know, well, but then there was also the part of it where it seems like some executives that work for her show were seem to be a little bit more blatantly harassing uh, people, mm. whether that be, like more outwardly ways rather than just being assholes, you know. So I think I think I heard some al- like allegations of sexual assault Ooh. or some various forms of like maybe... You know, just various forms of verbal assault also on people. And I think that um, that that was a little bit more uh, um, egregious, it seems like. Mm. And uh, but that but that doesn't seem like it's being uh, put at Ellen. But it's like, well, she's the face of the show. And is she just letting this happen also kind of thing while she's being an asshole? And um I, you know, it, I, I did find the, the, the thing about her being an asshole I, that I found interesting where it's like I, I was kind of conflicted because it's like nobody likes someone like this you know no one you know it's good to be nice Ni- being nice is good but so it but it's like actually is she is she doing something like 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 is she like quote unquote wrong besides for not being a nice person you know can i can i interject real quick jared mm-hmm. i i actually think it's better to like being nice is okay but you know what I think is even better than being nice? What's that? And this is this is obviously just subtleties and nuances here, but being kind. Because hmm. I think there's a difference between being nice and being kind. When you're nice, you do it, I think it's more of societal norms, right? You do right. it because it's polite, because it's nice. It's that fake smile kind right. of thing. Whereas I think kindness is a more genuine, you do something... From the bottom of your heart. Right. right. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I think we do nice things because... It's what we're kind of quote unquote supposed to do. Whereas yeah. I think kindness is when you really, you know, you you take someone aside when you see that something is wrong. And you say, you know, hey, are you all right? Is there something I can do to help? Mm-hmm. Right. But you're not doing this because you, other people see you're helping someone. You do this because of the kindness of your own heart. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Uh, so Ellen's nitpicky, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it's so funny because celebrities have been coming out and. Uh, and you know defending her and jay leno who i like his show because he talks about cars and yep. stuff and he's a he's a we, the ultimate we need car to nerd. do a car episode at some point i've been wanting to do this 
with you for a while. I don't know how we'll do it yet, but we need to do one because I'm just really mm. curious. Oh, I need to find you some more recommendations. You said you've lightly been starting to think about yep. buying a new car. Eventually upgrading, yeah. Um, so this is what Jay Leno said. Okay. I don't discard a 40-year friend- friendship on hearsay. The Ellen I know has raised over $125 million for charity and has always been a kind and decent person. I fully support her, Jay Leno. If that's not the most generic ass, mm. like that, I don't know. It's like, first of all, uh, that sounds like <laughs> like someone wrote that for me. He's like, hey, I don't like that people are being mean to Ellen. Go say something nice yeah. about her. Right. Or hey, publicist, how about you write something for but the, me? The, but, and then I think Kevin Hart also said something. Portia de Rossi, her wife, also said well, something. obviously her wife is going to um, say something. <laughs> well, you I don't know. Hope. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Our wife's like, yeah, you guys right. kind of have a point. Oh man, um, the proof would be in the pudding, then, wouldn't it, Jay? Yeah, maybe that's why she had to say something because she, if she didn't, people would be like, "Oh, Portia's being a uh, she. She's part of. She's she gets it. She's too. part of the yeah, right." But it's just like it's so funny that these celebrities. It's like you guys. It's like it. It kind of shows how tone deaf celebrities are a little bit in my in my head because it's like. She's never. She, this is about how she treats people that are quote unquote below her. You know, right? How she treats subordinates because right. they are her employees, or because you know she runs. She's the boss of this place. Like, of course, she like like this is not about how she treats other celebrities. It's like, of course, she's probably nice to these other rich and famous right. people that she wants to get on her show. You know, Katy Perry also defended her. What's like, what's, okay. what's the <laughs> saying, Jared? Isn't there a saying that's like. Uh, um, I think this is more for like dating and relationships, but it's like if you, um, if you want to really know who the person you want to date or marry is, um, take them to a restaurant or take them where they quote unquote are, are, are interacting with someone that is quote below them, right? If they're a server, I don't, I don't truly believe that they're below them, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Someone is serving you, right? Yeah. They're, they're bringing you food yeah. or, or whatever, you know? And if, if that person, in my opinion, doesn't treat that, that, that high school waitress or that janitor or custodian at a school, um, with respect, get out of there. I don't think yeah. they're a good person. You know, um, I just yeah. don't. I mean, we were talking about uh, before we started recording about the Karen at the grocery store that had the fake. Uh, oh yeah, the fake letter saying. Yeah, yeah. it was like I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like 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 uh, like like free like freedom to breathe association or something. Right. It's like ridiculous. That. Only in America, bro. I have not heard any stories. Of, maybe. To any of our listeners out there, if you hear about people doing crazy shit like this, please <laughs> let us know on translatablepodcast at gmail.com or untranslatable one on Twitter. It was um, just so ridiculous yeah. watching this like 40, 50 year old woman, like quote unquote school, uh, and this l- like I'm, I'm teenager. take a guess, and it was probably a white woman, right? <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the entitlement of these people, dude, I don't get it. Yeah. Just wear a damn mask, do your shopping, and go home. Here Take it is. the mask it off. It is when the you're freedom the to breathe agency. Oh god. And it's probably something she made up. Yeah, play this. Play this and for the people. Wait, she has an accent. Civil and federal laws are not broken. Okay, and so you personally need to take this to your manager. I'm trying to figure out what accent that is. Okay. I'm just following the show policy. I am trying to. You have probably paid $15 an hour or $12 an hour, okay? But you are putting yourself. What what does the salary have to do with anything? I wonder I wonder if she's from uh I wonder if she's um a Latina woman. Okay, you guys need to be careful. Yeah. I think she's I I would I 
interesting. It doesn't I, matter, but right. I mean, they're they're American, but yeah. Right. Um, I explained that pretty well, by the way. You did. You did a great job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that the freedom that just, to breathe. Uh, that's so crazy, man. <laughs> she and she's not wearing up. a mask, and she's not within six feet. And oh, she has man. fake. She has like this fake legal. These fake legal documents. Right. I don't understand the, uh, the fake badge. This needs to own FBA. A, a child. Also, like right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just right. such a weird. You're talking uh, weird about thing. salary that's not relevant. Like, oh, yeah. Man. People, man, people. Yeah, but dude. hey, let's uh, let's do some shout-outs. Let's. We've been a little negative this episode. Mm. This is about mentorship. This should be about oh, positivity, yeah. Jared. Let's spread some love. Part let's, of mentorship. Part of mentorship love. is part of mentorship is though giving people the harsh realities of the world. You know. Yeah. For sure. You gotta you gotta break sure. break down the tr- some of the tr- hard truths. Right. Listen my, here. It's not all rainbows and sunshines. Right. Tits. That's what my mentor definitely, tells me every Definitely week. not. So my first shout-out actually goes out to, and this shows some poor mentorship by a school, actually. So I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, uh, and to all, all of our listeners out there, um, schools in the U.S., some are completely back in full capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a picture that uh, has since gone viral. Oh, I saw that picture. Yep, uh, for, that was posted by a Georgia student uh, and posted it uh, a photo of a crowded hallway um, where no students that I two. can see, they're two with masks. Two with masks on. Maybe uh, maybe that's a crop picture because it's it's like a in right. The video. It, it's probably crop. But I remember yeah. I've seen that exact picture. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing two people out of like a hallway with maybe like I don't know a hundred people in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this. So our shout out today. Our first shout out today goes out to Hannah Waters, uh, or or I think it's Waters Waters or Waters W A T T E R S. She uh. is a sophomore at this school in Georgia who posted this picture on Twitter. But see, this needs to be seen, Jared. You know, uh, we have so many of these high up elected officials, Department of Education, talking about we need to reopen schools. Yet you are putting all we talked about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You are putting all of these children, these teachers as a teacher. I can really put myself in these other teachers shoes here. Yeah. I get it. I want to be back in a classroom with with students, too. But it's not safe right now. Community spread is so bad in the U.S. right now that these kids are going to get sick. There's no way around it. These teachers, these principals, these family members of all these people. Um, And so I think this was really necessary. And what's crazy, and as I mentioned, this shows how the school handled this in a bad way of mentorship. They actually suspended the student and said she, uh, she was in trouble. Now, of course, because it's gone through the media ring right it they like, have now the pro- re- like, see, rescinded it yeah what's yeah. the problem of posting a picture because if it was just a normal non-pandemic mm-hmm. time and she just posted a normal uh, the exact same picture of the same hallway right. no one would have cared or anything right. like that and there would have been no problem with just and, posting a picture of a whole school hallway and the other thing is too is people say well she didn't ask permission for these students identities it's the back of everybody's head i know you can't really yeah, identify can't really anybody anyone. yeah no know? and it's like and it's and, and that's not and it's like so are the parents complaining and it's also right. like well if you're complaining then why are you sending your like what are you ashamed of why are you sending your kids to school right. if there's some right. i don't know it's and just... and the thing is too is can you even be surprised i'm not even surprised like i saw this picture and i kind of i honestly had an eye roll reaction where i was like yep like i kind of figured this was going to happen when, when they were going to open up schools sure i guess yeah this is yeah this you know is, <laughs> of course yeah i saw a picture of a teacher uh, standing behind, like at his desk, and he said, "This is the plexiglass glass shield that they set up for me," and it went up to like his shoulders <laughs> when he was right. standing up. Right, and, and he, he, he was, was like, like six, six one or yeah. six two. Yeah, so so you know, and even even for me, you know, as being definitely shorter than six one or six it two, would, it it's still like not great. Right, 
And and not what great. do you really think a plexiglass shield that's that's this high? You know, do you not think that it could go above? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, like you have to stand. We just, yeah, it's like I'm just going to stand directly behind the shield right. for eight I mean, hours a day. Just the amount, the sheer amount of cognitive dissonance right now that's happening yeah. with reopening schools in, in the U.S. I think other countries have handled it a lot better. And here it's honestly, for lack of a better term, it is a shit show. Or for our German, German listeners out there, it's a shit storm, as Germans would say. It's interesting that you say that because there is like, it does feel like this strong need to pretend like everything's okay and it's not and it's not right. normal i don't get it people <laughs> you know i really don't get it i know and, it, and it's like why it, it, it does seem like like it takes it like like i don't know it's like the same thing that it's i don't know it's it, it, in, in a weird way it's like well how is this so shocking to believe that people could uh you know be this sort of unaware of reality because we we there are so many other things that we that we believe in society whether it be like not believing in climate change or various religious beliefs or ceremonies that we do where it's like uh, yeah i mean people have a it like especially in group with a group mentality mm-hmm. it's very possible to convince yourself of anything you know oh, absolutely. You can convince yourself that something's absolutely. normal right. or just to ignore all the signs telling us that that it's not normal you know and it's like no, but we can't, we can't just uh, resume normalcy, we, right? We, you know. And I was like, well, yeah, but I don't know. It's it's so ridiculous. Right. It's, it's let ridiculous. me let me give a couple more deets on what happened please. here, Jared. So please. So uh, apparently, uh, so as as I thought, um, you know, some people would complain that you know um, you're posting pictures of people without their consent online, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know revealing their identity that maybe they don't want it out there, right? And and what we've learned, at least what what it seems like, is once it's out in the internet, it's it's out there. Like you can't really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Once it's out yeah. there, it's out there. So anyways, sure, of course. What happened though is so so uh, Waters. Uh, so actually, the mom was told by the the that her daughter was being suspended for violating several parts of the high school's code of conduct, including using a cell phone during school hours and using social media during school hours mm. and violating student privacy right there by uh, photography. Uh, well, they got to make something yeah. up. Right, by photographing them. Uh, her daughter posted the photo to social media after regular school hours and North Paulding High School students are allowed to use their cell phones during class, Waters said. Oh, like in between, like in right. between right. walking and stuff? Right, exactly. Um, so the superintendent <laughs> said the photo was like, taken- stop embarrassing us is really all they're saying, what the, like right. the school is saying. How dare you embarrass us? Right. And here, yeah, stupid. right here, the so 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 thumbs down right here to Brian Audit, Otot? I don't know. Thumbs down to you, (laughs) sir, because he said uh, class changes at the high school level are a challenge when maintaining a specific schedule. Yes, you are correct, sir, which is all more the reason why you should not be opening schools like this. Wah, wah. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's 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 not rocket science here, people. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and where and right here too, there's no question that the photo does not look good. And then <laughs> quote, wearing a mask is a personal choice and there's no practical way uh, to enforce a mandate to wear them. Really, there's no practical way to enforce them to wear them. Look at all the other places around the world that have done yeah. this. I was like, All okay, the then places. don't send them to school then. Exactly. Like exactly. And I like I, I mean, it's not ideal, and I don't. But I but it's possible to do online teaching. We've seen that it's possible. Right. I I, I don't know. So, I mean, people, so yeah, like, and but but shout out to that to that girl for is it what you no said it was kidding. a girl for yeah. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah Waters. Yeah, shout out to you. Waters, yeah, or however you um, say it. You know, yeah, Waters. So, 
I think this is great, and it was a picture that needed to be shown because I think there are a lot of other schools that are doing this. Yeah. You know, this is not the only one. And and this shouldn't be so... I don't know. I mean... I don't understand why a, a public health issue has become so politicized. You're not yeah. wearing a mask. Wearing a mask right now is not a choice. If we just all collectively said, all right, when we are in places where we are crowded together, we wear a mask... Um, we would really drop the transmission of this. And I really hate the people out there who say... Gotta oh, own the libs, bro. Well, that and also the people who say, um, oh, well, how is this deadly virus, how is a cloth mask going to prevent it from getting you sick? And it's all about viral load. You know, um, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an epidemiologist, I'm not a virologist, but the thing is, is that it's all, it's, 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 it's really simple when you think about it, right? It's common sense. And if you look at other places that have heavy mask wearers, it's not a problem, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yes, they have cases, but it doesn't spread like it has spread in nightclubs, in churches, schools are going to be a place. Um, so I, anyways, I think it's great that Hannah Waters shared this picture. So I'm sending her lots of love. You betcha. For sure. Yeah. Well, what oh, was that? Got my, got my teaching. Got my old <laughs> teaching stuff. Joe, uh, do you want to talk about sports activities? Whether, sure, yeah. Whether the verb we use is play, go, or do. No, we're not going to do that. Is that why you're missing like half the letters of some of those sports? Uh, Bole? No, they're Gymnast. just it's formatting oh, oh. poorly. Um, when I downloaded <laughs> okay. it, it formatted poorly from my Google stuff. Anyways, uh, now I think you know what time it is, Jared. That is right, people. It is time for some untranslatables. The untranslatable owl gotta gotta move this out of Jared's eye eyesight, his point of view here. Mm-hmm. I'll get us started today, Jared. All of mine uh, for this episode. And our upcoming episode, so if you like these, stay tuned, uh, our Peruvian Spanish. I thought Peruvian Spanish uh, might have some cool, interesting ones. I don't know why. Uh, a, a Peruvian song came on my Spotify playlist a few days ago, and it just sounded cool. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to look up some Peruvian untranslatables. Yeah. So Spanish untranslatables are kind of, almost feel kind of endless. Oh, for sure. Because of all the dialects. And, same with Arabic, And they have too. the same ones, but with a different word. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Mm. It's so cool. Yeah, it's like a treasure trove of untranslatables. <laughs> so I'm going to get us started today, Jared, with our first gem. And this is um, Agamos Cancha. And Cancha... Is do you know? Mm, shell? No. So cancho is a male pig and cancha is a female pig. Oh, okay. And hag, um, agam, I keep wanting to say hagam, hagamos, right, but, but there's an age yeah. yeah, agamos cancha, uh, or you could say vamos a hacer una cancha. Uh, vamos let's un go hacer una cancha. Let's go to the pig to get to get a pig. Yep. Let's go get a pig, or let's let's yeah get a pig. What do you get think a lady pig specifically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a lady pig. Let's get a lady. Now, pig is there some? Does that have anything to do with the difference between male and female pigs? Because I don't know much about the difference. No. Okay. No. This has to do with like eating out. Oh, we're gonna go like pig out. We're going to. Uh, it's a good guess, but no. To Pizza Hut uh, buffet. Remember so we, those? So, so we go to good times. We go to the <laughs> Pizza Hut buffet there. We get our salads. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, with like a mound of ranch or, or all those other <laughs> and those assorted dressings. Peppers, those yep. yellow, yellow peppers. Yep. You like those, don't you? They, yeah, yeah sometimes like they're they're okay. Um, so so we're at our Pizza Hut buffet, Jared. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I go, I go. You know what, Jared? I just got this new job. I want to treat you. 
You know, you're a good friend of mine. You know, you do a lot of great uh, things for this podcast. So it's like you telling me to go for it because you're gonna. You nope, got it. Nope, oh, I'm not done yet. Sorry, I'm not sorry, done sorry, yet, Jared. Sorry. And you go, you go. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm an independent man, Chad. I make my own money. Let's just let's just go the female pig on this one. Oh, oh, it's like going Dutch. Yeah, let's split the bill. Go let's the go female Dutch. pig. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I like that one. I, I, I don't know why, but yeah. I like it. It's a good I one. mean, I don't understand the going Dutch one either. That one makes just right. as little sense to me as uh, the female pig one. Do you know why the, what it is about the Dutch? Are they a very... Uh... Yeah, the actually the etymology of to go Dutch, from my understanding of it, is um, the Dutch and the British didn't always have the uh, friendliest of trade um, agreements. Oh. Um, and so, and I, I believe the British perceived the Dutch to be a little bit stingy, mm. meaning that they would Cheap only Dutch. pay, right. They would only pay for their half, right. They would never treat you. Now I don't think that's true, but you know, that's, that's where it, uh, comes that's from. Hilarious. Yeah. I, for some reason I never put that stereotype together of like, right. Did do people, is that a stereotype to, to this day? Like that the Dutch are kind of cheap. I don't think so. Okay. The funny thing like is, a funny stereotype right. the funny me. thing is, in Germany, I can tell you, in in uh, what they call Schwabenland in Swabia in English, uh, th- they that's a stereotype. Is people are super thrifty mm. and, and trying to always pinch pennies and save money in Swabia. I don't yeah. know that. All right, yeah. mm-hmm. my untranslatable is Arabic, and it's Maktumin um, Shajara, Shajara, cut from a tree. Who oh, cut from a tree? Is this like someone who's strong? Uh, no, Powerful. that's interesting. That's interesting. Like they're cut. So, from tree. No, okay. what, what is what is a tree used to represent? Oftentimes, um, w- nature, L- wisdom. Do some, no, no, no. Do some maybe word association. Like, uh, what what is what she, uh, it's used to represent? It gives. Um, it fruit. No, no. More like a uh, not 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 a, not symbolic not symbolism. Okay, but like um, shade. No, but I like kind of like more where your head's at. Uh, like, um, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, it provides, gives you wood, gives you firewood, right? paper. Is- right. So th- th- think of the, the tree. Let me put it this way. Think of the tree as a family tree. Okay. Cut from a family tree. Oh, is it like father, like son, or the apple doesn't fall far from no, the tree? But, no, but I understand why you would think that. And that's okay. definitely something that would come to my head too. But it's it's cut cut a, a piece of the tree is cut off of of the of cut from a tree. A chip off the old block. No. No. Okay, what is well, it? Remember family tree as well. It's uh someone who doesn't have a uh, family. Like they they uh Oh, they're So they're oh. like removed like they they you know they like I mean, maybe their branch like fell off from a tree or, and they never oh, uh, okay. and they never, you know. It sounds kind of like a sad one. It's a I guess sad. so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm all bummed, Jared. No, I'm just kidding. All right, my next one is also Oops. Peruvian Spanish and it is lechero. Lechero. Mm-hmm. You know what leche means? Okay, so it's milk. And ero is, do you know? Milky. A person who, d- a milkman. A milker. A milkman. Uh, yeah, okay. a milker, a milkman. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. okay. A milkman. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. so that's, oh, that's the literal translation. And I don't know if, if it's if it's milkman mm. or to be the milkman. To be the milkman. Like you're, oh, like okay. you're the milkman today, Jared. Oh, is it like is it like the provider of a family? No, no, like I, I, I could see, I could see I could see why that why you would think that. I love that idiom, by the way. Bring <laughs> home the bacon; it's a good one. The, the old um, school full version is: I bring home the bacon and, and you cook it. You know, is it really? I don't know. Well, but I've heard it, people say it that is now, before, Jared, and I don't it really is now. like it. I don't either. I, I I got my own bacon. I'm gonna eat it, enjoy it for myself. I had bacon Jared. this morning. 
nice. bacon and toast. You now, know, now I really want bacon. We had bacon last <laughs> week. We did. Um, that was great. Anyways, um, uh, so to be the milkman, uh, let me try to give you another tip. Um, let's see here. So, so you know, Jared, I, I. I feel like you have a pretty good job right now. I feel like you. Oh, is it like you're very generous? Uh, here, let, let me okay. let me let me tell you my example. I love how that's so, the first thing I think. It so, would go so about you uh, you have a good job, um, but you know, say say one day you're you're checking your email and you get this email saying, you know, we want to hire you for a director position, making uh, five hundred thousand dollars a year with a company car and and health benefits and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yes, and I just say, and Deal. I just say, I just say, damn, Jared, you're the milkman. Oh, is it like just the 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 big daddy balling? You're, you're ballin'. lucky. Oh, you're lucky. lucky! How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I meant it like fell in your lap. No, I you didn't apply. What you're was, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I would feel pretty lucky if someone emailed me and said, "Hey, we want to make you the director of this place and pay you five hundred thousand dollars a year." I'd be like, "Cool." I love both of your untranslatables because I can't I can't connect those. Like, why why is why, like where does the milkman connect in on that? You know, right? I like that. I like where it went when well, they don't well, really when well. I, you know the old saying, right? No. In English? Like, if you have a kid that, and the kid doesn't look like dad? It's the milkman's kid? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Yeah. <laughs> no. like, it's just kind of a dumb joke. You're like, oh, it must be the milkman's. <laughs> You've never heard that before, really? No, Maybe it's a white like, people thing. It's probably a white like people something thing. That sounds like something like your parents would say like back in like Right. The, well, yeah. It's, like old, it's an old-fashioned <laughs> saying, for sure. It's old-fashioned, but... But I think I think but this might be an old but this might be an old fashioned type of saying too. Sure, which is surprising because I like it does kind of sound southern a little bit. I I feel like I could imagine like uh, my parents teaching me that or something. Right. Speaking of which, um, I think uh, when I think of mentors, first place a lot of people I think go is parents. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do would you consider your parents to be mentors? Oh, one hundred percent. I was hoping to actually talk about how they both Mm. have mentored me. I, I definitely look uh, to my dad as a mentor uh, when it comes to uh, weightlifting and working out. Mm. Uh, you know, he he just knows so much stuff from years of experience and everything. So he's a great mentor in that regard. And Always was good too. for sports. Yep. Ooh, don't be calling it ping pong. Table tennis. Table tennis. You can What's call wrong it with ping pong? Well, there is a difference. I mean, if you look at the Olympics, you don't see ping pong in the Olympics. You see table mm. tennis, right? So so basically, the distinction, and I know it's, once again, being nitpicky, but words do matter, Jared. Words do hey, matter. Ping pong is is what you what you play in your friend's basement that's just for fun. There's no there's no technique, there's no form. <laughs> oh, so ping no, pong is, is like it's just a hitting it's the like ball a, around. It's, it's just a leisure. game. Right. Table tennis is a sport. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yep. So yeah, he he's a, he like this isn't a hobby for him. He's like, no, I'm playing right. a sport. This right. is not just some fun. I mean, I've won money at tournaments playing. So yeah. I would say in that regard. So I sent you those 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 that kid that does the trick shots the, yeah, the other day. That was Can crazy. You do things like that. No, no. I have okay. a couple. I have a couple buddies though from high school that. Um, it's probably still on YouTube. I'll have to ask my friends what they named it. But they did like three or four videos, and they did some amazing trick shots. Oh, I love, I um, love, it. I love a good trick shot. Yeah, yeah, that video was crazy. But yeah, anyways, mentors. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say my parents are mentors. What, what about you? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, they, they, they were rather successful. You know, with in, in, in business. I would say they. I would say they and, are. Um, right. I mean, or, or are they not because I mean, they're retired? I mean, they're kind of like semi-retired, I guess. Okay. Like they don't, they don't, they don't like go to an office every day like like they used to. Um, and um, 
and I and I and I you know now that I'm you know I'm not trying I know I respect you grown I respect how hard that is to do and and, and also just the idea of and I, you know now that I have money I definitely uh, or like I have my I have money I'm not rich or anything but what I mean is like you I can pay take my care own of yourself financially stuff. right right <laughs> is that it definitely now puts in perspective how much it takes to actually raise a child you know oh for sure and I'm like oh geez this is like. Like I don't know how how you guys do this. Like I don't I don't I don't understand. I don't fully understand. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, and um, just the time, the energy, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I don't I feel like uh, an important part of 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 calling someone a mentor, and I don't think this is necessary, but I think it is useful, is that you glean information from these people, mm-hmm. and that like you, like their go to sources for for information. And I mean, my parents are that for sure, but I don't think I'm good at like having conversations with them about stuff you know mm. like and i don't think i'm good at, at like learning from them like like on like um in, in like a act of le- like an active level mm. you know you, you know what my best uh piece of unsolicited advice would be for you jared what's that it's just ask ask the questions i know yeah, sometimes I, don't I, do I know sometimes i i too don't want to bother my parents but sometimes, sometimes it's worth it. You know, I've I've been talking to my parents more about real estate, what they mm-hmm. would have done differently about their house. Uh, sometimes I've also been asking my parents a lot about about money. Like, you know, this is my salary. This will yeah. be my budget. And and as a, as a kid, especially as a teenager, I would have felt really awkward asking my parents. Now I even ask my parents about their their own salary. You know, and their own budget because I view it as this isn't me trying to um, judge you. It's it's trying to learn from you and understand how how to live a certain quality of life and have a certain standard of life mm-hmm. and how to do that. Um, and, I, right. and, and I think the key, too, with a mentor and learning things is is a lot of people, I think, assume a mentor needs to be someone who is this super successful or super amazing person. Really, it just needs to be someone who's one or two steps ahead of you, to be yeah. honest. I mean, know? I think it does need to be someone that has more experience. Than well, you. absolutely. Well, that's the one or two steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But um, but yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah, no. The, by no means do I think it has to be like, like the you know, if you work at a you know some company like the CEO or something. Right. I I don't think I don't even think that's the most useful. I think the most useful. I think the ones that are just a couple. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like those ahead. people have more actionable understanding of what it takes to and where you are because yeah. they were there more recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a more more a better understanding of what that culture is like yep you know like you know maybe if you're a ceo it's like yeah you you were like me you know 20 years ago right well, <laughs> but I, the company's I, changed a lot exactly i'll never forget asking my mentor at msu about the job market and the thing was is he had been at msu for so many years he you know it's not really like he had an active stake in the job market sure so so i was lucky enough to have um, he wasn't my advisor, but he was he was on my PhD committee when I was still a PhD student. So I had a relationship with him. I had a few classes with him. Um, shout out to Dr. Handelman. Uh, he's probably not listening, but shout out anyways. Uh, he's <laughs> a great mentor. guy. Um, yeah, and, and, he, and he gave me a lot of great advice about the job market because he got hired at MSU, I think, one or two years before I started there. Mm-hmm. So for him, it was very fresh. So, yeah. he, so he could really tell me, like, this is what you need to expect. And that's why at the time I didn't end up doing a PhD and now I'm really happy I didn't. Um, I think, I think my career would look very different now if I would have done a PhD and maybe I wouldn't have regretted it, but I wouldn't have done a fellowship. I wouldn't have done a Fulbright, at least the way I did them now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, but that type of mentorship was crucial for me to really understand what, 
I needed to do to make the proper decision for my life. Yeah. And it's difficult when you feel like you're floating. Even if you go to school uh, and tune into our next episode, what we wish we knew about college to hear more about this kind of stuff. But, but you know, sometimes I feel like a lot of people feel like they're floating through life without any purpose or vision or goals. Um, and that's where a mentor can be very handy. Yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, now that I think about it, I think one place I do go to my parents a lot for is work-related stuff. Not, oh, and, and not not even about, like... I think like, your parents give you great advice, don't they? Because you've told me some stuff they yeah, told you. Yeah, for sure. And it's not even, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, how to do a job. A lot a lot of the advice I get is, like, the interpersonal stuff. Yeah. Because because they're... they At least it feels like they're kind of similar to me, mm-hmm. where they, they're, you know, they're not very social, especially in a work environment. Um, and it's like, and it's, and it is sort of like, I do, I do feel like I'm, I'm relying them a lot these days on like finding that balance between, um, you know, not exposing everything about yourself to your coworkers, having right. some sort of line there, sure, but you then need also, a balance. but then also you kind of have to establish relationships and friendships to, to progress and to get, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's kind of part of the, part and of making the connections. Absolutely. And so like how, how you, how, how do you make friends, but then also sort of keep that work distance right yeah um and so th- that i think i do i go to the I do, I do go to them a lot a lot these days so how, um how many how many mentors do you think you have in your life right now currently in yeah. my life um well it, it depends how we define mentor because you know if we if we count our parents and that's two right off the bat sure um i have a, a friend that i would say is kind of a, a bit of a business mentor uh, we actually had a Zoom call yesterday. Talked to him for about an hour. Mm. Um, that was really good. Is this the guy um, that owns houses? No, that's uh, that's somebody else. Okay. Another mentor, though, um, as well. Um, I, I also. How do you find these people? Uh, well, what do you mean mm-hmm. you you? So you just have a call like just like talking about like strategy and stuff, future, future business ideas. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, because he runs some some online businesses, and uh, oh. I'm, I'm hoping to get into that in the future. Interesting. Um, yeah. So you so you seek these people out like they're your friends well, well, to well, a certain he, extent. Well, so he he is actually a or acquaintances friend. maybe. Well, he's actually was a former colleague and really close friend of my dad's. So I've known okay. him for years. Um, but he's not your friend. He's more your dad's friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's okay. My dad's so friend. Yeah. so. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're actually uh, actively seeking these people out and being like, "Hey, can I mm-hmm. get like sit down with you for a bit, or yep. virtually sit down with you mm-hmm. for a bit yep. and chat?" I would also I would also view uh, Jason Moritz, uh, our our homie from Albion, our professor when we had our freshman See, year. The fact that you even. Uh-huh. Uh, communicate with this guy blows my mind. Yeah, and we're, we're actually going to have we had a we had a call we had a Google Hangout a couple weeks ago and we're going to have one next week. So so when yeah. this thing's end, mm-hmm. ends, like I, I guess we should ask him to be on the podcast or something. We should. That'd be fun. He's a great wow. guy, and he spent time abroad. He'd he'd be a good one to to talk about too, and just the state of teaching in Michigan as well because yeah. he really knows his stuff. But but yeah, but you know, so yeah, and I I would view some of my. Uh, advisors from grad school i i'm not really in contact with them now very often but if i needed advice or needed help i could Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i've I've definitely contacted them for like job stuff you know should i apply to this place should i do this on my cv stuff like that so shout out to um dustin de felice at uh, msu at the english language center and also uh dr uh, zenta gertler and dr paula winky um 
I guess I should say Doctor Dustin Day Felice as well. He's a doctor Chad's too. But anyway, here dropping bombs. Well, these these have all been <laughs> great like mentors. On, I feel have, like we're on a hip hop podcast. Right. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. We're actually changing the name to the uh, uh, the Mentor Latable Podcast um, for this episode. Shout out only. to my homie, uh, right. Doctor Ziegler. But yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess that's the thing about a mentor too is you don't have to you don't have to like and and I don't think mentors are a permanent. Thing. Thing. Like, I don't think, like, I think some mentors, yes, yeah. you might have in your life for the rest of your life. But other mentors, you know, you, you have a mentor for this thing. While you're at maybe right. different jobs, right. you know, so Well, on. and I look at music teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, all my guitar teachers I've had in the past, they were definitely mentors. And they helped me out with a lot more than just guitar and music. Um, have so you yeah. ever asked someone to be your mentor officially? No, I don't think it's. There's ever been like a sit down and like you are my mentor. Do you think you sh- do? You, do you think no, not you. Spe- no, I'm asking you specifically. Right. Do you think? Mm-hmm. But do you think that sh- that do you think that that's a, a useful step for someone to take when finding a mentor? Is that is that a f- is, is sort of like making it official rather than just knowing you have people mm-hmm. that you can sort of and obviously if it's especially like a long-term family friend like like your like your dad's friend or whatever maybe you don't need to go there, there's really no point mm-hmm. in you going through that professional sort of will you be my mentor you know right it's not like it's not like this person's ever going to hire you for anything or anything like right. that but um do you ever but see, like that, but see that's not why you have a mentor like if you're sure. looking at having a mentor to get hired somewhere i mean but there but but i definitely think that people but people obviously not def I, people obviously get mentors in order to um, in order to sort of learn how to progress their career like that's of part of having that's a major part of having a mentor right. and, and progress and so their I think, life too not just their career and so I think part of it at least for me especially with the way I, I function mm-hmm. part of having a mentor is just having that relationship because and so part of it for, and so the reason I, I talk about the the uh, like the uh, sort of making it official is because I'm so bad at asking for help and i'm so bad at asking especially people like i'm bad at asking my parents for help right but let, let alone uh people that i don't know you know mm-hmm. anywhere close to as well as i know my parents uh like it's hard for me to ask for help so when i see maybe like at my company every now and again various groups within my company will do sort of initiatives where like we're setting up mentorship programs sign up now we'll pair you with someone else and you'll and you'll get a mentor and i like those sort of programs mm-hmm. because um they're, the the structure of them makes it a little bit less awkward for me to ask for a to ask for that help, right? Because it's you know it's Im- it's implied, and so it's implied yeah. that like we're, mm-hmm. this is what you're signing up for. So you know, granted, I'm still bad at, it, especially now, mm-hmm. and I, I've said this so many other times, and I still haven't reached out to him. And I've said this is probably the third week in a row that I've said that I need to do that, but. Um, I like that sort of official nature to it and saying, right. like, this is my mentor, this person, mm-hmm. and now we're going to have – and, like, there, there's some structure around let's try to meet once a month for lunch or whatever. Sure. And I, I, and, 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 and I think part of that is for, for professional advice of someone that's, you know, been in, in this company. And, and that's one of those ones, too, that that sort, sort of – sometimes, seem, like, it can obviously turn into a, a, a longer-term, better relationship. But that definitely seems sort of, like, job-specific, too. Like, sure. someone to help navigate you through the job that's not your immediate sort of person mm-hmm. that you work with. But, like, I feel like I'm partly doing that also in an attempt to – 
get to know other people in, in the industry and to get, and in my in my company, especially my com- my company's gigantic. So like this guy can work at the company and I have zero zero interaction with him ever at, in any sort of capacity. Right. Like that's very possible. So in, in, so getting to know people in completely different organizations seems very smart. Like strategically very smart. smart. Mm-hmm. Even so, though so you don't want to ju- you're not just using people to to get ahead in your specific company, right. you know? Right. So back back to your question, though, Jared. Should you ask someone yes. or should you direct be direct about that? I think the nice thing about that is um, that it already does set some boundaries, I think. Yes. That I, and I think that is a good thing because it shows your intention. It shows their intention. Whereas, yeah, if you're kind of navigating this, well, you're my friend, but you're my mentor. You're, I think, I think in, in one, I've had relationships where it is um where it has become it it started off as kind of acquaintances and then like a mentorship like with my dad's friend right Mm -hmm. like i've talked to him probably for a few years now about online businesses and 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 stuff like this and and so it's really been helpful and i've learned a lot um i need to start doing the thing is i've been doing a lot of learning and not enough doing um but that's the beauty of also having a mentor is they can tell you all right We've we've done these things. I've taught you this. You've learned yeah. this. Now you you go do it, and I'm here to help you because there will be hiccups, there will be drawbacks, there will be mis- will be mistakes. So it's really key to have that mentor there. Uh, and when you have that more defined, you're my mentor. Then I think it is a bit more clear. Whereas if it's someone who's kind of your friend but also kind of your mentor, then it does get a little muddier. You yeah. know, because I'm yeah. definitely good at talking about it, not good at doing it. Right. I think, well, it's a lot, it's just a lot easier. It's always easier to talk about something of instead of doing it. Of course. Um, but, you know, some, especially now, Jared, you know, we're still in this pandemic in the States. Um, to all of our listeners out there in Europe and Asia and places where they're not, um, we're very envious of you. I mean, and they're still in the pandemic. I mean, they are, but, but not to the level it. where we are. They're handling it a little right. better. Anyways, um, I think now it's important to view mentorship in a different light, Jared. I think a lot of people view mentorship as, like you said, like, and it's not bad, you know, to go have lunch with someone once a month or have a Zoom call once a week. I think that's perfectly and fine. To be and fair, good. I mm-hmm. sort of have a very old school approach, right? To to like business anyway. Like I'm definitely sure. on sort of like you're very well. You're in the at more corporate point, world. I'm on like a very traditional corporate right. track right now. Whereas I am the opposite. Right. You know, complete. You and I work wise couldn't be more different. Really, <laughs> that's very true. Um, which I think is what's kind of cool to, to talk about on the podcast. But anyways, I think that I think we have to open our minds and expand our minds to what is mentorship and how we can receive mentorship. Sure. Because. Information is so accessible now. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good information or it's helpful information for you or you even know how to get that information. There are a lot of sources. Right. But that's why I think having a good mentor is key. And and places where I think you can find good mentors now are places like, this is going to sound really old school, but books. Read some damn books, people. Read the first book I would recommend and the first mentor I would recommend is Dale Carnegie. Read the book. How to Win Friends and Influence People. So what you're saying essentially is that a mentor doesn't even have to be someone you know. No, it can be a book. I guess that's fair. Mm -hmm. Well, like I I would say a lot of people look up to celebrities. Sometimes, Sometimes I think that's dangerous. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that. And I don't think celebrities, I don't think that's mentorship. I think that's a... 
a path of success, which is different. Like, like but people I, wanting to emulate someone's right. path, of, path of success is not a mentor thing. Where it's like, like even like for, for example, Kevin Hart. He seems mm-hmm. like he's taking a real hard turn, and, and and I don't have any hate or problem with Kevin Hart. Right. But he seems like he's taking a hard turn now into like the sort of motivational guy, the right. sort of positive, and mm-hmm. like this is how seems like it, like yeah. I'm a work hard kind of guy. Right. Um, well, I mean, he has a bunch of different businesses. Yeah, he has like yeah. 48 businesses. He's in like six different new movies. He's got a right. new comedy special coming out. He's got 14 Dude's kids. Dude's on his grind. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Dude is on his so grind I, for I, sure. He has a book, you know. He <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, I mean, I understand that. You know, he wants to, you know, I get it. But um, uh, like I, I could imagine a lot of people uh, looking at, you know, being like, oh, yeah, like his – like he, he like that's sort of a mentor. It's like maybe I'm not a comedian, maybe I'm not an actor, but I want to or even someone like Jay Z, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not sure. a rapper, but I want to be able to like have multiple different streams of, of, mm-hmm. of revenue, multiple different like in, endeavors and right. interests that I'm focusing mm-hmm. on uh, you know. I, I think though the thing is is that Granted they're also rich. That em- helps. Emulating celebrities is different than I, I don't know if a celebrity. How is that or, different or, than than emulating or, or following the, the the teachings of Dale Carnegie and a book that he wrote right, a long time ago? And well, it's not a science book, is it? What is it? Well, it is and it isn't. Okay, it's it's it's, it's an anecdotal book about. I think uh, I don't remember how long. I thought he said it took him anywhere from ten to twenty years to write the book. But he but it still got his feelings and. Well, it it's his it's his compilation of. Um, talking to really successful and wealthy people and 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 how they run their businesses he he looked at this really at first as a business kind of thing but then what he realized was is that really the whole way to get any business or any have any success in life is you have to be able to have have friends or connections and Mm -hmm. be able to influence people Mm -hmm. um and influence is not manipulate but influence is know how to build a relationship and a rapport with someone and bring value and help into their life and usually in turn they can bring some value or help into your life now now the difference between emulating a celebrity and looking at a celebrity and reading a book like that is that a celebrity it's going to be a biography and their story and yes there are bits and pieces you can take but but the the book how to win friends and influence people it's written specifically with the purpose and intent to teach you these things and these qualities these principles right. whereas a, a, a biography about a celebrity I think you have to pull those principles out yourself. Sure. And not everyone, I think, is always good at doing that. And not everyone That's also... That's true. For, of course, you, you know, know I'm, obviously there are so many people that, you know, look at some sort of celebrity and, and right. they want to emulate what that celebrity would think is the completely wrong part of Correct. what makes them who they and, are. And emulating something isn't doing something in a clear way, I don't think. When, when I think of a mentor, I think of someone who gives you a plan, tells you, all right, we're going to meet yeah. next month. Or, or even if it's not someone we're meeting you, but but the book says, you know, do these three or four things by next week. When I think of a mentor, I really think of someone that teaches you. Like, I think it's even less about teaching you how to do the job. And it's more like someone that teaches you how to navigate the in, your industry or mm-hmm. navigate the politics or, or, under, or like 
best sort of uh, approach people and yeah. approach your yeah. your like like all right this is how you should react you should interact with you know I don't know the the you know senior engineers if you want to you know get them to do you know to to work with you or whatever you know I don't know something right. like that like I don't even think of it as someone that's actively helping you with like you know all right here you know this is how you do an excel sheet you know <laughs> like right well and see that's the thing i think a, a mentor it's more about guidance yes. long term guidance long term guidance reaching your goals whereas a basic basic thing like learning how to like learning how to do things you can you can do on your own to some extent whereas a mentor is the one that will will mesh that whatever you're learning and bring you to a higher level, right? So I bring it into reality. Right. So so let's use let's use music as an example, right? I've worked as a guitar teacher. Um, I loved it. It was great. Really, I would love to do it again at some point, to be honest. My I, partner is slowly getting back into guitar. Nice. If she wants some Zoom lessons, let me know. Well, we've, we can we've, Zoom her. We've, we've talked about it, and, and she seems like she would waste your time. <laughs> um, Fair enough. But she's doing, like, YouTube ones, and I'm like, right. I don't know. I think it's better with a person. It, it is. But but the other thing is, is, and once again, this is the difference between just learning and having a mentor, is that you can learn guitar videos on YouTube till the cows come home. Right. And I think there's a lot you can learn and you probably will be able to improve. Mm. But unless you have someone who also uh, I think a mentor also helps you recognize your weak points and your sticking points and helps you get through those and helps you grow. Whereas when you yeah. just learn on your own and you get rid of the bad habits of, right. with the mentor. Right. Like a lot of guitar players, for example, if you sit like you see on TV, which you have the guitar on your right leg, if you're playing right handed, you have the, the bout of the guitar, which is the curve on your right leg and on your right thigh. Right, Jared? Mm -hmm. Well, when you do this naturally, what happens is you kind of slouch and your shoulders aren't in an even position, especially right. if it's an acoustic, you're going to be kind of downwards like this. So, so your right shoulder is up and your left shoulder is facing more down and, and sitting in that position for any period of time is bad Posture for your body. Is key for any instrument. Right, right. For, for life in general, really. That's I mean, true. If you're, for, if you're slouched, yeah, for your body. You know, I notice when I write on my laptop for too long, if I'm slouched, um, I just can't focus as much if I'm sitting back when, and writing better. When I had a piano teacher, well, I definitely noticed that it's less, like as far as relying on her, it was less about um, her actually teaching me how to play the music, mm -hmm. like learning the notes of it. Like every now and again, it's like, oh, what does this musical right. symbol mean? Right, sure. But it was more about her just like, working out the habits like when mm -hmm. i went went to let to the lessons it was about her calling me out every time yep. i don't know my wrist was not properly right you know because you want it to be able to like like every every, yeah. every time i think or every time my fingers were were too flat and not curled right like it's it was it was mostly just like like drilling into me those bad habits right. that are that just well drilling my, them my out of you yeah, excuse me drilling them that's out very of you, true that yeah. my body was just naturally doing right. but see and that's the point of a mentor right is you could have taken youtube you know piano lessons all the time but yeah but they but don't call you out for correct mistakes correct. <laughs> exactly and and so the whole point is that i think a mentor really is kind of a dot connector because mm -hmm. they've lived through it they've been through it right i've been playing guitar now starting when i was 10 so 18 years right i've been playing guitar longer than my nephews have been alive Right? right. And so, um, you know, and I've, I, I really, I gave my nephews a guitar. I was really hoping they would pick it up and, mm -hmm. and I would be able to teach them Not something. It Has, hasn't happened yet. We'll, we'll see. They're, they're also, 
I really got into it when I was a teenager. I started at 10. Really at 10, it was just kind of basic hobby, kind of right. went to lessons once a week, didn't really practice. But I became a teenager, and that's when it really, I got more into music. Maybe and, once they start trying to, like, attract, you know, attract mates more. <laughs> well, for me, it wasn't about girls. It was, uh, for me, it was oh, uh, it was Stevie Ray Vaughan. I was a battery. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For me, it was, uh, Steve, I'll keep talking then. I'll keep rambling for a minute. You have another battery, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, though, Jared, for guitar, it was Stevie Ray Vaughan and Led Zeppelin. Like, those were the two groups that, like, the, the sound blew me away and the music was just on another level. Um, and so for me, I was, I think, 12 or 13, and that's kind of when that started to happen. When, Do um, they count as was, mentors? Uh, oh, good question. Um, I, I, would, I would say, hmm, nope. I would say they're an influencer and not a mentor because, once again, you can't really... They're, they're not guiding you from point A to point B. It's not like I can call up Jimmy Page, the guitar player from Led Zeppelin, and be like, hey, I've been working on this solo. Can you give me some feedback on it, right? That, that, that would be a mentor yeah, type I thing. I agree. Um, now, you can, you can emulate, you can influence, you know, have those influences. They're just a celebrity, essentially. Right. They're no right. different than Kevin Hart. Exactly. Whereas, yeah, you, you really need that someone, like I said, to be that dot connector, to be that person where, you know, where, okay, this is my cr- career trajectory or this is what I want to accomplish as a musician. These are my fitness goals. And I think, Jared, in life, people should have at least four or five different types of mentors. So let's talk about those. Number one, I think everyone needs to have some type of educational or academic mentor. Mm. And now these are easy to come by in theory because you have lots of teachers. You have lots of older brothers, sisters, cousins, mom and dad. These could all be technically an educational mentor. This is someone who teaches you and hopefully teaches you and instills in you, and I'm not sure if it's possible to really instill this in you, but instill the love of learning. Maybe I'm crazy for even saying this, Jared, because maybe the love of learning needs to be intrinsic, meaning that it just comes with from within where someone doesn't. But I think mm. I think some people you have to you have to encourage them enough to the point where they realize, oh, I like learning. Yeah, you know what I mean. And learning is is sort of or, or like. The ability. You might want to put this up somewhere. It looks like my parents gave her a bath. Yeah, I was um, wondering that. I was like, why does your yeah. dog look so wet? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Finally got a bath. The ability. Can I can put this yep. here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The ability, like, to learn, sort of does have to be cultivated. Like people, yeah. people aren't just naturally. And also enjoying learning. Yes. Enjoying the, the, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so you sort of have to teach so- someone that learning can be fun. And that mm-hmm. you can't, you don't just only get fun from like your devices and or like exactly. or games and stuff. And, and then games lo- and devices, that's that's fast and easy fun. Right. I think I think the real wow, you fun. Sound like a real nerd. I know, right? I think the real <laughs> I think the real fun. She's fine. I think the real fun is when you like like the like I finished a couple music projects yesterday for a, a buddy's company. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just this feeling of I had to I had to figure out and learn this melody. I had played it on guitar, so I knew the notes. But I, but I just got this new little MIDI keyboard, and so I wanted to play it on piano because it just sounded more clear, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I had to learn it on piano. I'm a shitty piano player, but just that accomplishment, that feeling of satisfaction and of happiness for learning it. But I was enjoying it while I was doing it, yeah. right? Um, so. So yeah, um, so anyways, educational mentor, that's number one. I think number two, you need to have some type of, of coach. When I say coach, I mean sports or fitness coach or mentor. Um, and I don't mean... Sport? Yeah, and I don't mean your 
Instagram influencer who has a six pack. Sean T. Right, I don't know who that is, oh, but, but, but sure. It's um, funny because that's exactly who. The, okay. But he's but, the guy that does like insanity, you know, the insanity. Oh, that guy. Workout. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really funny right. on Instagram. Um, but but what I when I mean a sports or, or like a fitness mentor, ideally this is going to be someone who you can actually. Yeah. Okay. Dude's in very good shape. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's in very good shape. But someone who, who can work out with you. Or can can help you with your workouts, mm. whereas you know, insane, so someone that motivates you right. to okay. Because because look, I have nothing against these these fitness programs like Insanity or P90X. I think they're great. Any program out there that gets people off their ass and moving, I think is wonderful. Sure, of course. But but at the same time, if you do Insanity for years, it's probably going to get old, and you will need other fitness goals. Yeah. So you can peruse the internet and find all sorts of great stuff on there. But what I think is even better is to have someone to bounce ideas off of. Someone who has more experience, who's in better shape than you. You know, you like mountain biking. So for you, it would hmm. be get involved in some type of mountain biking group. You know, that's meets, funny. Uh-huh. I hate mountain biking with other people because mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm going to slow them down. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but see, but if you if you have someone who's a better mountain biker than you and you approach them and tell them look this is so you know what you're getting into um you might be surprised and I guess so. what happens is what it's I've, I've had people invite me along and i'm like eh, maybe you know i'll probably slow you down like and i and like it comes up and i just never bring it but, up again but here's like, the thing i want to go with other here's people. the thing if you tell them i There's might slow, myself if you tell them though i might slow you down and they say come anyways Honestly, Jared, I'm I'm going to challenge you right now. Take take it up upon yourself to just go with them. I mean, it hasn't worst, happened since I lived in Philadelphia. Right. But. Oh, I see. Okay. But I mean, worst worst case scenario, you slow them down, and then you never mountain bike with them again. Yeah. You that's know. True. I mean, the risk is pretty low. You know. Um, but embarrass but you, myself for a day. Right. You know, could could be a whole lot worse. <laughs> you know, I I think that the the risk to reward there, the reward is so much higher. Right. I mean, yeah, first probably. of all, you're getting a good workout. That's mm-hmm. already a great benefit. Number two. You know, you might be able to learn more or, or grow as a mountain biker. It's easier you to know. push yourself, too, when yep. you have someone that's faster than you. Right. Well, I mean, and, and I can tell you, lifting with my dad has been really, really helpful mm-hmm. um, because I'm not afraid if I want to throw more weight on there, he's down there. Yeah. You know, when I was lifting by myself at Albion, uh, you know, there were a lot of times where I, I had to be much more cautious with my lifts and my workouts because I was by myself. That's definitely crossed my, my mind mountain biking. You know, yeah, I, like I'll, if you fall and get yeah. hurt, what, what A lot happens? of the places I live are, you know, I drive to go mountain biking. Right. And it's like, what happens if I, you know, break my leg or even like, you know, or I don't know, you know, sprain my ankle? Like, and how am I supposed to drive my manual car home? Right. With, yeah. If one of my legs is incapacitated. Right. I was like, I'm going to be stranded out here. I do. Th- so maybe I would even feel a little more comfortable to take more chances if sure. I didn't think I'd be stranded sure. in the woods. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about educational sports and fitness, I think is a big one. Hmm. And this other one could be kind of a subgenre of that or its own if you want. But also I think it's smart to have some type of, uh, and this is a mentor I need to seek out, is uh, a nutrition mentor. I do not eat properly. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure I don't. I mean, I get definitely get enough protein, not eating enough veggies, not eating enough fruits. Um, you know, but whole point here is it's good to have a mentor, um, you know, for, I feel like you don't need a mentor for that. You don't think so? I feel like it's just, I've, I mean, I, I'd, I'm not saying it could hurt. Well, l- let me put it this way, Jared. I think if I had uh, maybe not even, maybe a food mentor would be a better way to put this, hmm. a nutrition or food. Because for me, I think the issue for me, at least with food, is I don't enjoy cooking for myself. Right. I hate to cook. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do cook for myself, it 
it makes me crazy. I cook for myself. I make whatever I'm making. And then by the time the food's ready, I don't even want to eat it. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm just like, I did all this work and now I'm going to eat all this food. I feel like my work was kind of for nothing, I guess, mm -hmm. which is kind of stupid because, you know, you're making food to eat it. You know, that's the, the yeah, point. yeah, yeah. But for me, it would yeah. be really helpful to have some type of, of cooking or food mentor where I don't even know where to begin in terms of like what ingredients might go together well. You know, I, I have a basic idea. But you know, I'm not a chef. You know, you have mm. much more experience. Like, you would honestly be a good food or cooking mentor for me, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Not that you'd want to do that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually haven't cooked new stuff in a while. Like, I still cook all the time. Mm -hmm. But I, I've, I've definitely really gotten into, like, a habit of but certain see, things. But see, but imagine if you did have someone that you had that kind of cooking buddy mm -hmm. where, where you were like, they, you know, be like, yeah, I, you know, I, I have some of these ingredients or I just want to try something new. And they'll, then they'll be like, oh, we'll try this, this, and this. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, I do have that, I guess. I can definitely Your go. Partner? Go, no, my dad. Oh, my, I could definitely. Okay. He's, he's a. He's 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 not just a good chef like cook cook or chef, but he's like you know into all the he like reads right cookbooks for fun and stuff like sure. that. You know, but see that's a, a great big that's hobby, a great you know? great mentor to have. I think so. Education, yeah. fitness, food or nutrition. Uh, I think a business or a career one is really really important. Interesting. You know, I wasn't expecting to come at it from so many different angles. Mm -hmm. uh, like when I thought when I first thought about it, I really only thought about like um, either life, you know, like someone that sort of like a parent or something mm -hmm. that guides you through life, and then someone that guides you through business. Oh, and I haven't even talked about all the different plentiful opportunities <laughs> uh, to 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 find a mentor, Jared. But oh, yeah. anyway, so so career or business, I think is crucial, and I think for for. Anyone who's thinking about going into the teaching profession, these will most likely be your uh, advisors in graduate school or in undergrad if you're just doing a, a bachelor's in education, and also probably some senior teacher you will start working with in some capacity. Those tend to be, at least from what I've seen. Um, I would say personally, from what I've seen in, in the corporate world, um, it's not that you can't look up to your boss but i don't think your boss makes a good mentor because especially because your boss is not someone that you can really realistically have open conversation about your boss with you know you can't talk about right. like like it's hard to be open and honest to your boss like well, i don't know i, I don't think, I think with a mentor there is a level of vulnerability yes and there you has can't to be, really do that with your boss there has to be some level where you can you can like speak freely about whether whatever that that area might be so you, you like if it's a professional one to a certain extent you have to be able to speak freely about what's on your mind and what's what's your challenge what's challenging you about uh about your job and if it is your your boss that can get a little awkward mm -hmm. uh to to have to do that and it's hard to get mentor advice about you know dealing with your boss from your boss you know maybe and they can also, maybe they can acknowledge right. it and do stuff about it but that's not really like I don't know. That's a little different. That's a complicated relationship. Yeah. And plus, um, your boss may not be well suited to be your mentor. They might not have the time. They mm -hmm. might not be a good mentor. Um, a lot ooh. of people don't like their boss. I like my boss. Ooh, but. New topic idea. What makes a good mentor? I'll send it Isn't to you. Isn't that what we're doing right now? No, we're talking about why you need a mentor. Oh, okay. No, not what <laughs> makes a good one. Because I think that's a different conversation, mm -hmm. um, especially depending on the type of mentor you are. You know, if you're an educational one, a career one, a sports one, fitness one, you know, I think they're different. Um, anyways. I'll, do you consider yourself to be a mentor, Chad? I do. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've helped colleagues of mine. I've helped students of mine. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've written recommendation letters for graduate schools. Oh, really? Would, yeah, I would oh, say for that's students. You mean graduate mm-hmm. students? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I would say that's I would say that is coming into Are they the like mentor kids realm. you've taught in undergrad that come to you? Yeah, kids that I uh, no kids, kids uh, students I taught in graduate school. They were undergraduate students applying for graduate programs. I was still a teaching assistant at MSU. Oh, okay, okay. But I've stayed okay. in contact with a few of them still throughout all these years. Um, hmm. Not a ton of them, but a few of them. So, so yeah, I would I would say to some regard, I'm uh, I've been a mentor, uh, and I really enjoy it. I think that the most fulfilling thing about being a mentor is um, is seeing people realize their potential because we have a lot of beliefs. And perceptions that limit our potential, Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a mentor, I think, allows you to break down some of those barriers and helps you uh, push yourself more, achieve more goals. Um, but anyways, yeah, so so business or education one. And the last one, my last, my number five, Jared, my number five, last one for you is a life mentor. And, and mm-hmm. when I say a life mentor, I mean someone that kind of encapsulates bits and pieces of all of those, but has more of a focus on um, your well-being in your relationships. So is that more of a friend, but maybe like a, a friend with I would more, say like an older, older friend. friend? Yeah, for sure. Like if you're, a, if you're a male listening to this, find, find someone who is hmm. 10, 15 years older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have more life experience, more work experience, more relationship experience. They probably have either been married for a long time or married and divorced. They can tell you, mm-hmm. you know, they can tell you, look, your partner would be a great wife or be very careful. You know, yeah. and I think it's important, you know, because it's always important to get a view, a third opinion or second or third opinion from someone who has a bit more of a neutral viewpoint, but also has more experience and has gone yeah, through it. Yeah, but it's it. hard to give relationship advice to a friend. I don't know. It's, what, you think so? It's, it's, I don't it's, think I feel so. like it would be, would you not, which, if you didn't like my partner, would you have no problem? Oh, I'd tell like, you. Oh, really? I'd tell you, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't like her, if I didn't think she was good for you. You're, but see, you're also a very good friend of mine. Mm. If if you were someone that I that I saw once in a while, you know, some oh, of my buddies from high school, sh- I wouldn't. It's not worth it. <laughs> sure, it's, it's not worth it to me to get in an argument. Whereas whereas with you, I'm genuinely, you know, I want you to live a good life. I mean, sure, I want everyone to live a good life, but right. But you and I were close friends. It's you feel different. like you have more of a vested, uh, right? Yeah, I understand right. what you're saying. You know, I, I sure as hell would hope you would also tell me and be like, look, sure. man, I don't know if she's right for you. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I think. When your friends tell you something like that, it's also not, <clears throat> I would never tell you that with the intent to say you need to break up with your partner, but it's just, I've seen these red flags. I yeah, don't know if you've seen concerning. them. concerning. Right. I right. get that. I get that. But yeah, but I think a life mentor is is a, is a big one. And, and a lot of people, I think, get this life mentorship in many ways through a parent or an aunt, an uncle or grandparent. But I think, I, I think <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you, that she's talked about like education and stuff, because I feel like a parent... To me, is not the ideal. Uh, yeah, I think it's stuck to the bottom of the. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think the parent is the best because much like I think to me it's kind of like this for the same reason why it's not great to have your boss as a as a right. professional mentor because mm-hmm. I feel like as a life mentor you know talking about parents and family is is a can be a big part of it for a mm-hmm. lot of people and you know a lot of people obviously have you know complicated relationships with their with their family sure and complicated personal you know lives and stuff like that right so i think that that um you know a parent might be a go-to for someone but sometimes i i do i do do need to be careful i do side eye sometimes those people that are like my mom is my best friend or like my dad is my best friend it's like i don't know it's like 
That I, I that's I mean it's healthy obviously to have a good relationship with them right. obviously but but they're not your friends they're your parents yeah. and you're their kids my I parents agree. have actually when I was a kid especially my dad but both of them really made it very clear that they were not my friends yeah they were my parents yeah. <laughs> oh I I remember my mom telling me the same thing <laughs> they made that uh, very yeah. clear <laughs> but but you know I think honestly and this is to no no disrespect to the people out there who who do have the philosophy that you can be friends with your kids if that's your philosophy and mm-hmm. you really believe it. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I can tell you from close family who have treated their their kids like friends and not like their kids um, have grown Don't up with a have. lot more. Actually, yeah, one of my cousins is an alcoholic. Sorry, oh. sorry to get dark here, Jared, but yeah, um, really ruined my joke. But. And uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> but but you know there is some truth to it. I mean, and I, I and it's hard to say that could be just genetics too, but. Um, I think some of it is that you know when you when you have a relationship with your kids and and I can only, coddled, right and I can only speak as the child to parent because <laughs> right because I don't have any kids now sure but you know I'm I'm glad my parents aren't my friends yeah me you too know, they're my parents you mm-hmm. know um, I I have my own friends um, but that's why I think it's good to meet someone who is a bit older. Um, you know, uh, I think a cousin might be good for that. Yeah, cousins are great. I, I have Aunt some. Co- I have some cousins that are, um, that are, you know, you know, a good bit older than me, and, and they're sort of maybe like yeah, like twenty, twenty-five years older mm-hmm. than me because my mom is the youngest of a bunch of people. Right. And um, and they're in sort of that weird place where um, we we definitely you know I, I respect them and I look up to them because they are obviously more established adults than I than I am. But also we sort of have a, a friendlier relationship mm-hmm. than than I would with my parents, and you know I can kind of talk to them a little bit more like I would you. Right. Um. Then you know then you know than I probably would with my parents. Sure. Yeah. I and and the nice thing is though is there is a, a ton of places where you can find people. I mean, yes, you're going to have to pay them, but I don't think it's necessarily like uh, when pay who? What are you talking about? A, a mentor. Pay uh, oh. someone to be to be your mentor. I don't think that's the best. Oh, way yeah. To do that. Uh-huh. Don has a Don. He pays for a mentor. I'm sure he does. Like it's sort of like yeah. a um, like a business coach. Right. Of some, yeah. It's a business mentor. Yeah. And there, and there are a lot of people out there who do this now. And it's actually a pretty profitable um, business. Um, but I think at the same time. I don't think that's actually a waste of money. I think if that person is really helping you and 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 making you, if the person is making you stick to your goals and you're actually progressing, mm. I don't think it's a waste of money. Yeah, and I mean, I guess so. That's fair. I I, I find it a little ridiculous, but, but when you, you put pay, it that way, you I pay don't. a personal trainer. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the it's same kind thing. Of like thing like paying like a thing. professional therapist, like, right. like a business therapist, yeah. almost. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or or you know, a music teacher. You pay a music yeah, teacher. That's they're, true. they're still kind of a mentor, you know. I but would say. It, but I, I don't know. I, I would be so. I, I would be so. I guess I'd have to know. They they have to be qualified though. Sure. Like these have to be people who are like like then I'd have some sort of expectation of a certain level of well, success. Sure. Of course. Or it's like if you're to the point where you can sign up and, and have me pay you, like you better have well, they m- made probably, some pretty big leaps right. and bounds in, in, in your own industry. I would imagine they, they do. Otherwise they wouldn't yeah. be in business. But so you gotta be a, that seems like a position where you gotta be like like it's also kind of an age thing. Like you gotta at least be in like your forties or something, I feel like I would disagree. Hmm. I would disagree. I think, and I've seen uh, a lot of really good YouTube channels targeted towards um, uh, not really kids, but I would say like older teenagers, um, because I think there's not a ton. I think, I think the type of guidance that teens seek, especially like I'm thinking of myself at 16, 17, 18, 19, mm-hmm. right? The things that I 
the the advice I needed at the time, um, I didn't really get from school counselors. I didn't get it from teachers. No. I mean, I got some of it from my parents, but a lot of it was from, actually, one of them was from my guitar teacher. Uh, at the time, he was this older dude, kind of a hippie guy, mm-hmm. um, really, really nice guy, really smart guy. Um, and, you know, he gave me a lot of great life advice, you know, things, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it was him putting himself. Now, he was an older guy, but my whole point here is there are YouTube channels of guys in their, their early to mid 20s. Um, and I haven't really checked for, for, I'm sure there are girls out there too that are, you know, their, their target audience is, you know, the, the late teens, mid, mid to late teens. Are you talking about like the stuff that, uh, our friend Max does that kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah well, well that's more, that's pickup artistry. I mean, oh, is it? And say it. Yeah. That, well, oh. oh, well now, well now he's branched off more into consulting and coaching. You're right. Okay. But he got his start and uh, uh, I don't uh, like that. In, in pickup artistry. Um, yeah, insult um, them first and then follow up with a night <laughs> with a compliment. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so so anyways though, um, I do I do think that I don't think you have to be. I think yes, it gives you more social proof and validation if you're in your forties and and you have all these clients, mm-hmm. sure. But I, but that brings me to the last thing I wanted to talk about today regarding mentors, which is um, where to find them. Books was one the the first one I mentioned, very easy. But YouTube and there's just so much content out there, it's very easy to find someone. And and I mean, if you just go on YouTube and type in relationship coach or fitness coach or nutritionist or or whatever, you will find thousands probably of different people. Now that now the difficulty becomes. How do you make sure the person is the right fit for you um, and all that stuff? And I think you enjoy a good YouTube coach. I, I lo- Oh, man. The You're amount- always looking for YouTube advice. I am. I, I love YouTube. I'm, dude, I mean, I think, I think some of it was I was kind of deprived from YouTube while I was in China. Like, mm. I could watch it, but it was difficult. It yeah, lagged. Sort of it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, dude, if I would have found out, if I would have gotten my TV to work sooner... I don't think I would have watched YouTube while I was in China because I had American shows on there and it just had Chinese subtitles. Ah. So, so I could have watched it um, earlier. But anyways, well, I didn't have Wi-Fi. And anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, but YouTube I think is a great source for a lot of people and you can easily get into contact with a lot of different coaches, you know, and there's so much great free information out there. I would say look for the free information first. And if you can find solid content from someone where, where you say, you know, I really am going through this. Um, this person, you know, really will be able to give me a plan and help me. Um, book book a coaching call, but also be careful because there are scammers out there. There are people just trying to sell you stuff. Um, but you know, there are a lot of different re- relationship coaches out there. There's lots of different life coaches. Um, I really personally believe everyone should have some type of life coach or mentor that helps you stay on track a little bit. Because who's yours? Do you have, think you have one? <coughs> um. I think I think my I don't have one specific life one, but I think the ones that I have in my, sure, my I gotcha. kind of piece it together. But I would like to have one that uh, that I go to. I have a person in mind, but right now I just couldn't afford it. Um, I, right. I can tell you, his coaching calls are very expensive. Oh, um, you met someone as you pay. Yeah. Do you? Um, I can imagine you becoming a mentor or like a. I'd know, love like, it, like the Big Brother program or something yeah. like that, where you well, take a little kid around. Yeah, and- but there's there's issues with that. Sadly, society 
the, looks yeah. bad. So it's, it'll, it, you well, look like it, a creep. Exactly, <laughs> it, it, and it's a shame because a lot of these Big Brother programs have have they've lost funding, they've lost participation, they've lost Big Brothers because I mean, think about it, dude. Would you feel comfortable walking around with a six, seven, eight, nine? I don't know how old these kids are. Right. You know, kid picking th- them up for the day. Right. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, especially well now it would be different with the pandemic going on. But after the pandemic, you know, if you go out in public with this kid. I also worry too, like what if, you know, me as a white guy, I have, I have, you know, a, an Asian kid or a Hispanic kid or a black kid. Well, you think you're kidnapping the kid? Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, people- that, uh, that actually does happen. Like with like, whether it's like a mixed race kid or like an adopted right. kid or something like right. the parent is getting uh yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hey, are you, is this you your kid? Are, are you okay? Exactly. Little girl? Right. It's like, this exactly. is my daddy. So, <laughs> uh, but I do think we do need to provide better mentorship for children because there are so many families out there where- and I'm not disparaging single fathers or single mothers, but but it's a single mom or a single dad. They just can't do everything and and fulfill a child's needs. Mm-hmm. You know, they they if they're if they're working all the time, they're never at home. So how can you mentor somebody and help someone and raise someone when you're physically not there? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so, hard. To, it's hard to to give your child right. everything. But I that think you it's, want to exactly. But I think it's really important that that. And I'm glad we had this conversation. I think mentorship and having a mentor mm-hmm. is really important. I 100% would not be here um, where I am today otherwise. And I doubt you would be either. Probably not. You're probably right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I definitely, especially now that, as I said before, that I'm in the working world, now more than ever, I really uh, appre- appreciate like sort of how my parents trained me, it almost feels like sometimes, you know. And and how they and how that turned out, it's like and now it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like sometimes you can resent some of that stuff, or sure. it's like oh they were either they were hard on you or there, but it's like oh, I mean I guess this is sort of real real life though. So right. Well, the the other thing is too is I remember my parents telling me when I was younger, um, you'll understand when you're older. And yeah, at the time I, I didn't, and and now I totally do. But yeah. But anyways, let's uh let's get to our song of the pod real quick. This has been a longer yeah, episode, but it's been a fun one. Uh, our song of the pod today is by a. Uh, well, they rap in French. I'm not sure if they're actually from France or not, but it is uh, the artist is named um, Hatik, uh, and the song is called Angela. So uh, it starts off with kind of these. What kind of vibes would you give it, Jared? Hmm. Um. I mean, it's it sounds synth. like it's gonna be chill. It sounds right. like it's gonna be like maybe some sort of chill chill hop or whatever they call it. Lo-fi hip-hop? Is that? Is this lo-fi, you think? Man, I don't think so. No, no. no, I don't think so. It just sounds like it's going to be a chill. But yeah, so right, so just to set the scene for all of our, uh, the He's people a, listening out there. Is that the guy? Oh, looks his like His hair it, is yeah. glorious. He does have great hair. He got a cool little stash. Dude is jacked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I dude mean, is a jacked. beautiful man. I'm not. He's a good-looking guy for sure. <laughs> he. Uh, but yeah. So the song starts off though with just kind of these synth, kind of spacey vibes in the background, mm-hmm. and this kind of auto tunish half rap, half singing, and yeah. then this almost kind of uh, r- reggaeton little beat. Yeah. That beat comes in. Yeah. That's yes. When he raps and it kind of builds a little bit and it kind of goes and ebbs and flows. I feel like Jared. But the chorus is pretty good. I like it. It's very. It, it makes me want to go like a. Right, right, yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, uh, well, it's got that reggaeton uh, beat. Uh, that yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But it's um, interesting because the the initial vibe of the song is not very dance. Like like it's when I say it's not dancey, it's not like dancing fast. It would be more like like kinda, yeah. 
like moving around real slowly. But now on this the dance really floor. goads you to uh, to move. Right. Yeah. Uh, that re- yeah that reggaeton. But it does beat. sound very like European too. Yeah, it does. It does. It doesn't sound Latin. No. Even though, even though reggaeton, this beat itself comes from more Latin. I think it's. Uh, I want to say it's either Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico is where that beat came from. I could be wrong, but but yeah, but it, and it sounds really cool in French, mm-hmm. like the, the slight auto tune. I'm not usually a huge fan of auto tune, but here it does sound kind of cool. Yeah, Adds and it's to the not vibe heavy. of the song. No, no, it's really not. Uh, good choice, Chad. Hey, did yeah. you hear the new? Uh Wow. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it next episode. We'll talk okay. about it next episode. Sounds good. So check that out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. Song of the Pod playlist. Um, the artist is Hatik, and the song is called Angela. It's fantastic. Uh, don't listen to it if you're not ready to move once uh, that beat starts to drop. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. So just to recap today's episode, um, <clears throat> I mean, mentorship can be found in many different places. It's not just your traditional... Um, you know, person to go have lunch with or something. Although that can that is still a very valid type of mentorship. I'm not saying it's not. But look into books, um, self-improvement, self-help books. Uh, look into YouTube channels, uh, maybe even booking some private coaching with someone. Uh, I think investing in yourself, Jared, is always a good investment. Yeah. I, I, I've never thought about the like getting a hiring a coach for myself or paying for that. Might but- not be a bad way to spend some money. Is it like by the hour? Is it like a for session? I, mean, it session? Yeah. I think it depends on the. the be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like I decide I it because it's just like oh, I'm just paying this person. Right. And what are they? They're just telling me what I don't know. It's like I don't know, but it works clearly. People do it. It's a big industry, as you say. So right, right. I'm um, not. I'm not totally against it. Right. I, I got to try to sell Jared a little bit more people, yeah. but I think I can do it. I'm a hard and, sell. And I would say too for all of our listeners out there, please read. You can find it because the book is so old. You can find it online for free as a PDF. Check out How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, It really changed my opinions uh, and perceptions on how to interact and work with people uh, and definitely for the better. So check that out. There are so many ways you can um, approach mentorship and being mentored. If you are looking for a mentor for podcasting, you can let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast.com. Also, feel free to slide into those DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1. Let us know uh, some different types of mentors you've had um, or, or uh, some ways you would appreciate having a mentor. We'd really uh, like to hear from you. So lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyame, muchas gracias. Shisha and Dosvidania. All right. Get those tunes going. With that new keyboard, man, hopefully I can bring some new tunes to the oh, playing around with it? soundscape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's got a pitch modulator so you can like bend it up and mm. down. It's so funny, too, because you've always had a keyboard. But yeah, now you but have it's a toy, right? But it's but the MIDI keyboard's different. It, well, one, it just connects directly via USB. It's easier it's, to play, mess around with the sounds. Yep, and, and it has the little pads for beats, so I can make right. beats. Right. So that's have you done changer. that yet? A little bit, a mm. little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, good time.